It's the Off Grid Prep Family Podcast. Hey everybody, it's episode 15 of the Off Grid Prep Family Podcast. Today we're talking about off grid pumps and what to do with all that extra power on sunny days. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, so yesterday we were talking about off-grid water and how to set up your system and lots of options that are off-grid friendly, and we kind of ran out of time to talk about pumps, and pumps are important. Well, and water in general. Yeah. How how do I get this water out of my tanks and use it effectively? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Without water, you're just camping. It's temporary. Yeah. Yeah. So... We'll start out with what we do, and then we'll give you some options for other sort of circumstances. Yeah. As we talked about yesterday, we live off rainwater mostly. We do. And so we... Now entirely. Yeah. For a few years now, we haven't had to supplement with anything. Mm Mm-hmm. And so out of those tanks, we have pumps. We have two water rooms because redundancy is everything off-grid, and we have two pumps. Well... Just to remind everyone, we built our house, we designed our house to maximize roof square footage mm-hmm. for the sole purpose of harvesting rainwater. Yeah. We didn't know how the insulative value was going to work well, out. Well, and also this. straw bale is hard to do two stories, so you're better to it just is. go bigger. Yeah, it straw is. straw bale is a yeah. very cheap way to build if you live somewhere where they grow stuff. Yeah, and you have the land to yeah. expand. So we have two water rooms... Uh, I don't know how many thousands of gallons off the top of my head. Twenty-two fifty. No, I I knew I remembered it. (laughs) So that's how many gallons of water we have, and it's uh, about two months worth of water if we don't get any rain, which is pretty rare where we are. Uh, We've pushed it to the limit usually in June, and then again in August we get kind of close September. But the rain always comes. Yeah, and our overflow goes into the pool. So, worst case, we could use the pool water or at least use it to flush toilets and stuff. We did. We had to pump out of the pool last year once. Yeah. We haven't had to do that this year. Mm-hmm. But it's nice to have that extra. And it is. And it keeps you yeah. cool in the summer, so you have to run less air conditioning. And, and we maintain that pool. We make sure we put bleach into it just yeah. enough to keep algae from we growing. We clean it. We clean it. flocked and We use flocculant and... So it's not a big deal. And it has like a pump that circulates the water up over the slide constantly. Mm. So it's like, it's not stagnant mosquito filled water. That's actually, that should be part of this episode. Oh yeah, that pool pump. So I'll quickly describe the pool pump. We, I recently researched and I shared with you how pool pumps work and we were shocked. Uh, In-ground pool pump uses like 1800 watts of power. 24-7. 24-7. Continuously. Yeah. It's like running in a hot tub, too. Yeah. It's a, you know what? It doesn't, that doesn't include the heater element. Right. That's just the pump to move we water. We don't live in a very hot climate. We live in, like, a fluctuating climate. Like, it gets very cold here in the winter and very mm-hmm. cold in the summer, but... It I does get up to... We, I can't we imagine... 40 Celsius. But I can't imagine ever needing a heated, heated no. pool. Because if it's... If it's hot enough out that you want to get in the pool, why would you want warm water? Exactly. I don't get that. Even in August here, sometimes it's like, oh, this water is a little, like, warm. Like, it's not cooling you off. Maybe it's one of those societal things where it's like, well, you have a pool. Oh, well, you're going to need a pool heater. Right. Everybody's like, oh, okay, I guess I need a pool heater. Right. And nobody questions it. (laughs) 
1800 watts continuously is obscene. Speaking of power, thank you to our first sponsor today, EMP Shield. Mm. They'll keep your exorbitant pool pump running. Yeah. If that's what you decide to plug it into. Exorbitant. If that's what your priorities are. I'm going to stay with obscene. Okay. An EMP shield will protect any device from an EMP, a coronal mass ejection, or a lightning strike. And they have units for your vehicles, for your generators, or for your whole house. And if you use code OGPF, you get 50 bucks off any unit, which is a big deal because they're not really all that expensive. No. Especially when you consider what they're protecting. Yeah. <laughs> the freezer. Yeah. $3,000 of the meat. Yeah. That's a small One, price yep. to pay. One little blip. One little blip gone. and it's all gone. So moving on, what kind of pump do we use in our water rooms to power the water in our house? Well, let me finish with the pool. Right? Oh, I thought you were done. Sorry. No, no. So the Where actual, so pool pumps are obscene. Mm-hmm. Pornographic. Yes. Horrible things. I hate that word, but go Me on. too. It denotes a horror okay. in a situation. <laughs> I use a hydronic circulating pump. So, so this like, is a... So like in-ground, in-floor heating? In-floor heating. Okay. It's a permanent magnet, really efficient design. They've been developed. Actually, the one we purchased, it was a off-brand pump. But when I went to download the manual for our pump, our off-brand hydronic pump, it sent me a Grundfos manual. Okay. So a brand name pump worth eight times the price. Do you want me to find that, please? No, it's fine. Okay. So any hydronic circulating pump, they're mm -hmm. 110 volt AC, and they use at most 100 watts. Okay. So not 1,800 watts like a pool yeah. pump, 100, 100 watts. 100 watts is a lot if you don't have any power but if you've got enough power especially in the summer yeah. when you're running your pool you've got that you can do that with yeah. a small system mm -hmm. so i've got a 100 watt pump and you might be able to hear it in the background i think they can hear the pool sometimes so yeah. we we plumbed it so that there's two intakes in the bottom of the pool we used one inch black poly water well line to connect these two intakes and we ran it up and piped it so that it spouts a water fountain out of the slide mm -hmm. and the hydronic pump the only downside of the hydronic pump is that you need to prime it using your garden hose right so there's a bit of a it takes about three minutes maybe two three minutes yeah you put the hose in it and that's a whole thing but it, it's really not a big deal once we figured it out mm -hmm. once it's primed it just runs yeah it's great it's and great. It, it blocks out any like the road is a long way away but we're about a kilometer yeah, from the road once you get used to the quiet sometimes the sometimes. road is annoying yeah i hadn't thought of that yeah it's yeah like, uh, your senses are heightened yeah, totally totally and so it drowns that out and so yeah. you have that like constant sound of water bubbling yeah. outside your window especially at night it's really nice so for a pool a, hy a standard hydronic yeah pump it's more than enough and it just keeps it flowing it keeps it flowing keeps yeah it and we do sometimes we have a filter an inline filter yeah. that'll go with that yeah we don't use it right now because very rarely the water i usually just end up doing the flocculent pump yeah. out clean yeah. out thing so as far as in the house in the house what powers the water in our house well there are several options if you go to that other tab mm -hmm. we found this site today that really lists the options and oh yeah Tiny Living Life. Thank if you, you have Tiny Living Life. Tiny Living Life. Great, great really good resource. outlay of the, the pumps here. So mm -hmm. they start with a little giant pump. It's a downhole in-well pump if you have a well, which yeah. we don't. And 
it's about $400 on Amazon. It'll do about 100, 150 f feet of well depth. Yeah. They move on to a Hallmark Industries pump, which will do about a 40 foot mm -hmm. well to 100 foot well. Then they lay out a couple of jet pump options, mm -hmm. transfer pump, and then finally a hydrant. So like the one that you pump like it when you're camping. Yeah, so if you go to tinylivinglife.com, they have a really great page with all the specs I'm not going to list here. On water pumps, yeah. They yeah. have some really good options there. Now, what they don't list, because they don't look at this from an electrical engineering standpoint, which you have to off the grid often, is how much power do these things use? Right. And you won't find that. It yeah. says the voltage, but it doesn't say how much current or wattage. Mm -hmm. And what we've found with all the downhole pumps and all of the jet pumps is you're looking at about a thousand watts. Yeah. Every time this thing runs, it's a thousand, maybe twelve hundred watts. Mm -hmm. So if you have a well and that's your primary water source, would the recommendation be to set up that well pump so that it pumps into a cistern every time it's sunny? You definitely want a cistern. You can have an, just like, I guess our tanks are classed, yeah. they're technically above yeah. ground cisterns. Mm -hmm. So if you have a downhole pump and you have to get that water out of the ground, which takes an enormous amount of electricity, pump it into a cistern when the sun is shining and then you can do what we do. Right. Which is, we use a pressure diaphragm pump this is your basically your classic rv pump right like it makes you, that humming noise if you've been on a boat that a boat that sound, yeah. exactly it makes a humming noise and there have been many attempts over the years to get boat pumps on variable drive so they're quieter but nothing has gone mainstream mm -hmm. yet I, I looked into it a couple years so ago so we put ours in an insulated box we put it in an insulated you box. know what i've been thinking would be really good as a styrofoam cooler yeah i just haven't seen one of those lately well, <laughs> the reason we use this diaphragm pump is purely through experimentation trying to find a pump that didn't use a lot of power but lasted a long time mm -hmm. i just looked up this this page on amazon the last time we we bought a replacement pump so not the pump we're currently running on but our spare our spare because we always keep backups was two and a half years ago okay so our current pump has got to be three years old three At and a half yeah the price now a well pump a jet pump four hundred dollars tiny the other website listed some options but you could spend easily a thousand two thousand dollars yeah. on a well pump jet we when we moved in here we had that one from princess auto that jet pump on a tank and i think we paid nine hundred mm. something for it which of which course now with inflation deal. is probably oh, double yeah, i don't honestly. Even know how much that would be now anyway i paid a hundred and ten dollars i remember for this pump i'm looking at on amazon this diaphragm pump today it's 120 so mm -hmm. the price hasn't changed the reason we use this pump, despite a little bit of noise, that humming sound, is it only uses about an amp. It only uses this about the same and as the hydraulic pump. And it only runs when you flush the toilet or run the shower. Yeah, I, I've got it hooked up just like you'd plumb any uh, water well based system is with pressure tanks in okay. the plumbing system. So there is a pressure buffer. Right, so you can wash your hands and do a little thing. Exactly. It doesn't kick on immediately. On RVs... Right. especially older RVs, the moment you turn that tap on, that the diaphragm part mm -hmm. pump starts going. And that's hard on the pump, too. It is hard on the pump, yeah. So these pumps are great. I did, I'm just remembering now, I did have to modify the pump electrically. Okay. I forgot about this. So there's this universal design to this pump. I'm glad I get to share this. <laughs> 
every one of these things comes with a little pressure switch on the bell end of it, the nose end, whatever you want to call it. And it's a little pressure switch which tells the pump when to turn on. But that's based on the pressure of the system. And every one of these, I think I've been through four different brands. They're all the same. They clearly all come from the same factory. This is a 120 volt AC pump. The pressure switch is rated for 24 volts DC. Like they just never... They never it. fixed it. They basically yeah. loaded a warehouse with these things and have been selling them full of the wrong switch. Uh -huh. So the first three I burnt through because they would do this weird click, 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 click thing. Uh -huh. It was this pressure switch turning on and off because it didn't know what the hell it was doing. So if your pump does that, now you know... You have to change it out <laughs> and you have to put in your own pressure switch. I use a standard pressure switch from the hardware, okay. which you use in normal water well so systems. So you go to the hardware store and you ask them for... A uh, well pump pressure switch. Okay. Yeah, and it costs... $30, $40. Okay. But you have to learn a little bit about electrical circuits. And it's it's really easy. You have to cut out the switch. Uh -huh. The wires are there. I, I'm not going to go into that in this episode. That's a whole other thing mm -hmm. about talking about my modified systems. Yeah. And anyway, this it's pump now has been running for us for yeah. three and a half years. It's brilliant. Before I figured out the pressure switch problem on the pump, I think I went through four or five of the things. Yeah, they were always on warranty, but it's still a warranty. Yeah, well, we were building the new house at the yeah. time, so I was like, I'm I'm not gonna figure this out right now. I'm just gonna, I'm just get, gonna a get a new one. Yeah. Eventually, once we settled in, I, as always, I, I said I'm gonna solve this problem. Yeah. So it was it was a lot of troubleshooting, but we did I did get to the bottom okay, of it. We'll do a reel or a YouTube on that. So make sure you're following us on YouTube and Instagram mm. because. A little bit of finicking is a small price to pay to have a pump that'll run all mm. the time off-grid and not cause you any grief. Well, when you're going off the grid, you're going to run into this all the time. The, uh, we're going to call them established systems and gear. Mm -hmm. It's just to make money. Yeah. Like, it's not efficient. They're it's not, not any cost-effective. They're no they better. Brand. You can't yeah. trust the brand name. So the one that we use, is that on our site? No, actually, gear? but we will. We'll put it on the off-grid gear page. Okay. Yeah. With the water stuff. And there are a few different variations. Mm -hmm. As yeah. I said, I think they just loaded up a warehouse with these things years ago, mm -hmm. and they've been selling them under different brands ever since. Yeah. You can probably get them from RV stores, too, but I'd imagine they're yeah. twice the price. Oh, yeah. Easily. <laughs> and yeah. that's another one of those things that you really have to keep spare of. You do. Because if you're down, you're down. Yeah. And this is a pump that uh, needs almost no priming. Mm. Jet pumps, uh, water well pumps don't because you're sinking them right. into the water. But jet pumps need an enormous amount of priming. Uh, we learned that the hard way. Yeah. This pump here, uh, I put it four feet, like it's at the top of the tank, and it primes in about five, ten seconds. It just, it, the way the diaphragm, like the mechanical device works, it just sucks the water up. Great. Mm -hmm. Okay, another option for wells. Mm -hmm is some people might be really lucky and have a well that has pressure on it. You know, the kind that you have to hold back. They used to call those flow wells. When yeah. we lived in the dry areas, Yeah. these wells would just flow. It was just like, like a gravity yeah. thing. Like you tap into a spring, but like under the spring. Yeah. 
They'd have to put and pressurized so caps on Is them. that something that if you're looking for off-grid property and it has a well like that, that's like a buy it, buy it now Holy situation. grail. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't even imagine. And they need like a special well cap to hold back the pressure. They do. Correct. Yeah. Um, I was listening to Prepping 2.0 and they were talking about how the well that's beside their greenhouse, which is why they put their greenhouse there, they found out that it doesn't have the special cap on it. And because of the aluminum shortage or something mm -hmm. it's been months and months and months and nobody can get it for them so they have no water at their greenhouse it's like an eight dollar item know. there's know. an aluminum shortage i feel like i should go to like what? a canadian store and just mail them one wait so can i just for a second <laughs> yeah i didn't know this there's an aluminum i guess so sorry an aluminium shortage yes that's the other thing I have is the English mispronunciation of words. I think it's an American thing. We used to live in... Yeah, they, they dumped all their tea in the ocean and they started calling it aluminum. That's just aluminum. the most knuckle-dragging thing. <laughs> in, Anyways, in the, in, no, in the pressurized in, well. Yeah, but in, in, the, in France, mm -hmm. they call it Calais, right? Mm -hmm. It's where the, the you go from Do Dover to Calais. Yeah. And, and in Maine, you go to Calais. Calais. They yeah. called it callus. Yeah. And I was like, where's the U? Yeah. What are you talking about, callus? Calais. Calais. And there are many words like that. It's yes. like a English defiance of the proper pronunciation. <laughs> Drives me crazy. Can we just be intelligent? No. We have to do let's, let's just be intelligent. Would you like to do my second sponsor before sure. we move on? Yeah. Okay. Thrive Life Foods. Hello, Thrive Life. You know, unfortunately, we haven't had the chance to use Thrive Life for a while because our garden's been so good. Yeah, we, we don't have to use no. the backup food, which We're is a lucky. good place to be. We're by not lucky. We've worked our butts yeah, off. Yeah, it's not luck. It's luck. It's, yeah. anyway. it's where preparation meets opportunity. There you go. Yeah. Thrive, Thrive Life Foods. They're fantastic. They're American-made, non-GMO, very high-quality stuff. They're so picky that they've stopped selling things in the last couple of years because they couldn't find anything up to their standards. And yes. I don't know many companies who would do that. No. For example, I really like their Bacon TVP. Oh, it was it good! Was one of my favorite things They ever. don't do that anymore? No, because they couldn't find non-GMO TVP. Soy. Yeah. Oh, it's a shame. I know, because I love that stuff. We tried, we did their Bacon TV, TVP, and then we did Bob's Red Mill. Oh, it's it not the I don't even know what the... What is that? It was horrible. It's not the same thing. Yeah, Anyways, they don't have that anywhere. Yeah. But they have a lot of other stuff that's not out of stock. And if you sign up as an affiliate, I wouldn't recommend doing it to make money. But you do get a day advance notice when they get new stock in. Mm, yeah. And then these times, we could all use advance notice. You find the referral code on our friends and affiliates page. You get a 15% discount mm. and uh, off your first order. Yeah. Yum. It's good stuff. Freeze dried strawberries. All right, so we're maybe done talking about wells. The other option that we've seen online that we haven't tried mm -hmm. because we just haven't needed to is using a ram pump because it oh, yeah. uses electricity. From what I can tell, if anybody here technical is listening about um, ram pumps, is it looks like it's a very crude version of a supercharger. Mm -hmm. A supercharger was invented to um, for airplanes it's a belt driven piston device that ran it forces air into the engine at high altitudes then when airplanes go up really high especially early airplanes 
they couldn't suck air in fast enough, so they had to push the air in. Okay. So the ram pump, you it uses a little bit of flowing water. So you put it in a flowing stream yeah. or something. You channel it through a pipe, and it gets going like a momentum device. It's mm -hmm. not perpetual. It does take some of that water mm -hmm. force. But, but if you have a flowing creek... Yeah, it, on the downstroke, it pushes the water through the outlet pipe with more force than just leaving the pipe flowing on its own. So if you want to see one of those, we really like Wrangler Star on YouTube. He's been around forever. I think we've been following his stuff for like 15 years or so. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. And so he's got a bunch of models and he's kind of perfected yeah. it over the years. If you have a creek, you have mm -hmm. water. I'm sure people have come up with turbine yeah. methods that we haven't found yet. Yeah. So that's our water pump. Mm -hmm. Do you want to talk about what do you do with your extra power on sunny days? I know most people who don't live off-grid don't realize that's a problem. It, is, it can be a problem. You, your batteries charge up and then your solar panels just sit idle. It, it's 11 o'clock in the morning. Everything's charging. Yeah, one at the most. Everything's done and you're like, what, what can I use mm -hmm. this power for? So what we did was um, we found a used hot water tank. Mm -hmm. And there was a thing in online recently about this, was it Finnish? I don't know. In Finland, these people did a sand tank. Oh, yeah. Right? Maybe we'll do sand, but right now we just anyway, heat water. We just heat water because that's, it's easy. And our water heater, this water heating tank, it comes with big, like 5,000 watt elements. Mm -hmm. This thing uses an enormous amount of power because it's designed to heat water up really quickly. Mm-hmm. So we don't care about that because mm -hmm. we have a propane water. It's an on-demand heater. So what I did is put this water heater in. I plumbed it in line to kind of pre-feed the propane right, heater. So it like preheats the water. If there's no heat in it, it's just it's just, it's like cold right. water going in. It doesn't matter. But if I've got extra sun, which we often do, especially this time of year, I designed the system and I put in. I took out those old AC elements and I went on Amazon and I found. A 48 volt DC thousand watt element. There, there's several variations. There's 24 volt DC, and they look the same, and they have the same pipe threads. And so I screwed out the old elements. I screwed in the new ones, and there's a relay. And basically, when the voltage is high enough and the battery's charged, mm. the the brain that I put in our house will turn on that electric water heating okay, element. So ours is automatic because you're a geek. But well, you could. I got shit to do. You could, Sorry. <laughs> you could just do it you know, manually. You just use a circuit breaker. You could look at the sky and be like, "Wow, that's sunny." That's sunny, and then go and look then at your your screen switch. and say, "Hey, my batteries are charged." And you could turn the circuit breaker on. But, and but then you would have just to don't remember. Forget. That's why I do off. it. It wasn't actually because I have stuff to do. It's because you have many. I many constantly forgot. And forget. <laughs> Constantly forgotten. Then I have to run the generator. Yes. This is ridiculous. Nobody wants a generator yeah. fired hot water. So I automate things. We automate everything. That's sort of what we do lately is once you're set up in your off-grid place. It is. It's the levels. We're trying to make it so that everything is as easy as possible. Levels, Jerry. Levels, Jerry. Levels. And we try to make it so that we can live here until we're old. So every year, it yeah, should get case easier. Scenario. Every year, this is best case scenario. I don't plan on getting old anytime soon. <laughs> but someday. For example, 
Every year, our garden's a little more weed-free. We use the geotextile fabric, and so mm. we have less weeding, and we use, you know, systems that make our life easier. Yeah, the gray water system with the sump pump. Just automated. And this is off-the-shelf stuff yeah. used in a different way. And so every year, it's a little less work, and it's a little less physical demanding, and a little less infrastructure. Yeah. We're putting it in now so that 10, 20... 40 years from now but I'm not I'm not spending 40 grand on each thing. yeah I'm spending hundreds of dollars yeah you're finding those little pinchy points getting the same results and trying to make them easier this is this this is what you have to do yeah so we use the electric hot water heater when we have extra power yep I also will use the instant pot when mm. we have extra power Definitely. especially in the fall when we've got chickens and things coming in from yep. outside what we like to do is instapot them two at a time mm -hmm. and we pick off the meat and we throw them in the freezer in a ziploc bag flat, flat. Pack. yep and then we're still pulling them out now and we have pre-shredded barbecue chicken chicken salad chicken we like to get do the chicken pizza pizza crust we did that's that what we tonight. had today it was it's great epic it was really it's good so good it's always chicken, so good eggs which, as I say that out loud, chicken that's and eggs. Wild, that's, that's an abomination. An abomination. I'm saying holy. So chicken and eggs mixed up uh, with some mozzarella with some cheese. cheese makes a beautiful and pizza some like crust. Italian seasoning. some garlic. Yeah. Fresh garden oregano. So good, and it all comes from here. Yeah. That's epic. And so wherever you live, I'm sure you'll come up with really cool ingredients. Yeah. Yeah. If you pick an herb from your garden and you and you say to yourself. This smells amazing. Just put it in your food. Eat it. That's Eat the it. herb you want. I don't even care what it is. It has magical things in it that yeah. you probably need. That's where the best recipes come from. If you think that your body thinks that's tasty, it's probably right? something you're missing. It's like classical French food. Mm -hmm. The ingredients in classical French food are horrific. Snails. Sometimes they don't make any sense going together, too. Slug with a shell and a yeah. frog's leg? It's Ew. a non-homeless slug. Kill it with fire. However, <laughs> because the French were starving at that period in time, yeah. not that long ago, they Garlic, made a bunch of amazing, parsley, onion, amazing food. Delicious snails. Yep. So, Instapot pressure cooker. Um, also, you could run an electric toaster oven mm -hmm. during the day. Easily. Yep. You can run an electric pressure canner during the day. Mm -hmm. And, like we do, you could run air conditioning while the sun is shining. Yes, you can. You need to run air conditioning because the sun is shining. Yep. It's like one of those, I can't get experience because I don't have a job. I don't Minus have a job 30 or plus 30. Yes. So those are my ideas for what to do when you have extra power. Do you have anything else to add to that? No, th that's all we do. I'm sure there are many options. I've seen recently uh, a new emerging industry on thermal storage. Right. But that doesn't really work in the summer. That only works in the winter. We do have days in the winter with extra power. We do. There are many sunny days. Especially, we, as we mentioned. Well, we and on the prairies, you get a lot of those big, long, sunny days in the winter. Yeah. And if it's you've got stark. your panels uh, aimed right, you get a lot of power in the winter. And that's what we, we mentioned earlier. We keep our panels at winter angle because... That way the snow we, <laughs> it's the best chance of the snow falling off. It doesn't it, it always fall off. falls off eventually. I can't believe that. That was such a shock to me last year when we got that new array put up. Mm. Or the year before, I guess. And the snow, it, it, we had one of those blustery snowstorms. And we walked out the next morning and the snow was still stuck. Oh, it's to like nearly 
perfectly vertical East solar Coast, panels. like six inches thick snow. Yeah. Now, that said, the whole wall of the building was also covered <laughs> in snow. But it was like, really? Even then it doesn't yeah. slide off? It was heartbreaking. Uh, it did fall off, but... Car brush. That was a generator Car day. brush on an extension pole. Yeah. All right. Well, we're actually on time today. Thanks really? for listening, everybody. That's amazing. Nice. If Did you we could cover? share this podcast with a friend, yes, we would really appreciate it. It mm-hmm. helps us get the show out to more people who might it find it useful. Yep. And if you could give us a five-star review, I would really love that. I read every single one of them. Thank you very much. So we're going to leave you with the quote of the day, which I love. If you chop your own wood, it will warm you twice. That's from Henry Ford. Nice. Great quote. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a nice weekend.